Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL show. Another big week is finished from uh, this fun game that we play. Uh, boys, how are we going? Oh, yeah. Uh, living the dream poorly. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, I can't complain at all, other than the fact that my team has completely struggled this week, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Dom, how are you going? We've seen better weeks. In the FPL world and the real football world, haven't we? Uh, yeah, there's plenty to unpack, and I think we'll obviously keep it FPL focused tonight. But probably one of the most uh, interesting weekends of football that we've seen, and that also led to an interesting weekend of fantasy. So I might just kick us straight off. We're just going to do a quick run through of our teams. We'll probably do a deeper dive on Friday night of what we're planning and maybe some of the thought behind it, but the theme of today is talking about premium players in FPL. And the reason we're talking about premium players, why does this happen every time I go to do this? It just doesn't want to work. I hate this so much. Every time it happens. Oh, come on. No, you don't want Discord. I want that. There we go. Now we're on. So, actually, I probably should share my screen for you guys as well so you can see what I'm talking about. Because everyone, all the viewers can see it, but unfortunately, my co-host cannot see what I'm talking about. So maybe that's an history that I need to learn. But there is my team from this week. So 41 points below average, which was disappointing, but lots of decisions didn't go my way. Um, you can see my bench there, Melier, Andreas, Trippier, all doing quite well there. Seven points, eight points, six points. Trent, Cancelo, both with donuts, big fat donuts in the back with Robertson on one, Patterson on two. Who would have thought out of that back four that Patterson would have been my highest scoring defender? Salah, I took him off captain Friday night, or Saturday afternoon, put it on Jesus, and it didn't work out, unfortunately, but we'll talk about him a bit later on. De Silva, the De Silva-Andreas decision really cost me, but bringing Ivan Tony in... Help me out big time. So who wants to talk through their team next about what happened this week? Oh, I will definitely go because let's just rip this off like a Band-Aid. So from the Digne negative one, the Bailey non-star, all the depths of despair and it can't get any worse for little old Damo. Oh, I tell you what, lads, if you thought that it was despair when Digne scored the own goal, how do you think it feels? when there's more points on my bench than there is for most of the players that are on the park. I'm donuts in the same boat for, as you. Yeah, donuts for Trent and for Cancelo, like Paul. But our big difference was is that his 4.0 Patterson outscores my Cucurella. Ward and Net did absolutely nothing yet again. Salah as captain stuck to my guns. Glad I did that because of that. To Salah, it would be a very dismal week. Foden on two, um, created a lot, but obviously the new March, Martinelli. Um, De Silva, obviously, for Andreas. Andreas had that yellow Dorito or death. Never trust the yellow Dorito or death. And unfortunately, you live by the sword. You live by the sword. You die by the sword. I've died by the sword this game week. The most annoying one was Dunk because I had him in for a large percentage of the uh, of my game week lead up and decided to go silver late doors only because I feel like West Ham are going to get a bit of a reaction and score in that game. So to think that those points could have been on the park is a bit annoying, but it is what it is. I've already made my transfer for next week, and yeah. 
Yeah, nice. All right, we'll jump over to Dom's team now. So that is up there for us. So your team is on screen. Dom was the top scorer of the round once again out of us, and you want to talk through your side. Uh, so this week I brought in De Silva and Raya for Ward and Bailey. So what Bailey score? Bailey got an assist, first goal. So yeah, I think I was worse off by a point because Raya scored three and Ward scored one. Yep. Uh, oh no, sorry, I've Ward on my bench. It was Iverson. Can... Yeah. But left the captaincy on Kane because I just thought he was going to do a bit more. Yep. Uh, Paulie and I watched the game together. When that header went in, I thought we're on here. When he gets one, he looked. He was looking good. He was creating, but Spurs just didn't look like they wanted to score. They were content with the one 0 which I thought was weird. But Wolves set up with a low block, which I didn't expect. I expect Wolves to come out and play, which they didn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I probably would have captained Halland if I didn't. So ended up the same. But yeah, once again, the defense. I'm just must. The defense just really disappointed me. Seeing James line up at uh, uh, right centre back. Trent, yeah, it was frustrating, I was talking about it? him, talking about Trent all week to you two, saying I'm just not impressed. Uh, Seven point five. I thought I'd stick with it again, and drops a fat donut. Yeah, and uh, then of course the points on the bench again. I actually haven't looked at your bench yet. Wait a minute, let me scroll down to your bench. I think I had so about seventeen. Everyone can yeah. see. There we go. I think we're all, same as everyone else. Yeah, pretty standard. Andreas Patterson Trippier. I think Dom and I have a very similar sort of rotationary issues. Obviously, Dom's carrying one less. Premium defender, as you can see on the screen, but he gets the premium attacker um, and probably a little bit weaker in the midfield. So probably the one thing that I want to go through is the top out of the top 10 premium defenders, there was only three points scored between them this week, which is just mind-boggling to me, um, is what I heard um, some stats going around. So... When you're talking about Trent, Cancelo, Robbo, Verge, Reese, James as the top five, which by price, I mean, not by top scorers, that's pretty concerning uh, statistics. And that's really where we're going to lead the discussion. So let me quickly set up what we're going to be doing because I've just had a great idea, guys, and I haven't even told you yet this. We are going to unpack some of the data. So I think we're going to start with, let's be positive. Let's start with the players that have the greatest data. So hopefully on your screen now, you should be able to see uh, some of the data for there for the top 10 scoring defenders. Now I'm going to talk through it off my notebook. So, because I can't actually have, actually I can't have this. Oh no, I can't have the screen because um, it's going to be a bit funky. So I'm not going to have the screen in front of me, but I'm going to continue. But what we want to unpack today, guys, is can, if, if you're wildcarding or if you're making big moves, if you, if you need money in other areas, is it, statistically viable to have a look at some of these players that are on your screen right now versus some of the premiums. Because when you look at mine and Damo's team in particular, we're talking about having th the three highest uh, defenders in price, but we're not getting the returns from them. And it's significantly costing us rank. So when I'm looking at the top scoring fantasy defenders, we're looking at William Saliba. We're looking at Kieran Trippier. We're looking at Fabian Shah. What I'm noticing is out of those top three is their minutes are all 270. So those top three scoring defenders have played every minute of the first three games, which is massive. Nothing really differentiates them 
across the board, which is surprising to me because you'd think out of those three that Kieran Trippier would be the more attacking one. When I look at shots, Saliba, Trippier, and Shah, one, two, and two. When you're looking at goals, they've all got one each. Expected goal is in the 0.16 to 0.18 range. So again, they're very tight. They're not expected to be scoring lots of goals. Okay. When we're looking at expected assists, same thing. We're looking at between 0.04 and 0.14. So there's only a 0.1 in it. And the goal involvement between 0.2 and 0.3. So I'm going to stop talking here. I want you guys to tell me what you noticed with that data. But what that's telling me is this can't carry on forever when it comes to these players. Good. You said it. Smacked it on the nail on the head. you got to think back to where they got their points. The only thing Char- I haven't added, sorry, Damo, for defenders yeah. I should have added was clean sheets. And I, I don't think it's on this screen. Yeah. But um, doesn't matter. That's okay. And uh, I was going to say, when you look at Shah's points, right? And for me, I'm a very big expected points versus actual points data person. I believe that over the long term, three game weeks isn't long term, the expected data and the points will marry off and the best players will rise to the top and meet their expected data where their players that are a bit more of your, you know, your knee jerks, the one hit wonders will taper. I'm going to look at Shah, for instance. His expected points are 7.9. He's got 20. Most of that came in game week one where he hits an absolute weldy from outside the box. Yep. You look at Saliba's goal on the weekend. Is he going to score that goal every single week? Probably it's not. a worldy of a finish, so probably not. You've got to remember, those points are factoring in that, in fact, he shipped an own goal the week before from his own defensive mistake. Yeah, and, and then Trippier is a free kick. And, yeah, Trippier concedes free. He would be on a pretty low score like Cancelo. Um, Cancelo. But he bangs in a free kick, and I cannot believe that VAR in that game has managed to over-return his given red card. I think once the referee goes and gives him a red, it should have stayed, which should impact his points as well. So when you take all three of them, it's a flash in the pan moment with a little bit of luck, which is what you need in FPL. And if you had those players in from the start, I wish you all the very best and you've done very well, especially Saliba. Um, if you yeah. told me Saliba was going to start, Tommy Ash is going to come back in and not play, Ben White's going to play right back and Saliba's nailed, I could see it happening for these first three game weeks. That happens for 38 game weeks. Yeah, there's a steal of a player there. <laughs> At 4.5 to start the season off with too. But yeah, but, again, um, it's role. It's yeah. long-term role. So that's the top three. I'll just quickly brush over the the, the second two. Zinchenko yeah. coming in at uh, number four. Uh, 250 minutes, 15 yep. expected points, has scored 19. Has one assist, which was from game week one. That's three correct. shots, no... Uh, no goal, um, but again, yep. 0.19 on the XG, so very tight with the top four, but 0.52 with the um, expected assist because he's got the one assist already yep. with the header across the box. Then you've right. got Cancelo sitting there. So the first premium, quote-unquote, defender yep, comes in at the number five spot with 18 points. That's with a donut this week as well. Yep. So keep that in mind. I'm going to quickly transition it now to... Why isn't this working? There we go. The highest price defenders. So hopefully you will, can see this now on I will screen. Say on Zin, I will say on Zinchenko, he got, what, 12 points or 13 points in game week one? 12. And he's now only on 19. So that uh, kind of sums yeah. it up. Yeah. So that's, you know, probably the little bit of the anomaly there. Dom, is there a trend that you're seeing at all with the premium defenders that might have surprised you? Because there's something that surprised me straight away when I was writing this up. 
But there's one stat in particular here that's really surprised me. Um, we used to have a look at it. Hang on. It's loading, sorry. Oh, yeah, all good. So I'll go through it, though. So my one yeah, was no, that go. Yeah, yeah. Trent's had five shots. Yeah, I saw that. He's, uh, he's, had the high, he's actually had the highest XG, hasn't he? Uh, out of those defenders, he doesn't have the highest XG. No, it's another, another ridiculous stat or touches in the box. or It may be touches in the box, but... It was something ridiculous. I know and between just... him and Cancelo, it'd be pretty high. But for me, it was, yeah, the five shots for for Trent um, equal with Reese James. But then you're looking at his XG of 0. 0.09. So you're looking at really low percentage shots though so it'd be interesting you can see on the screen there i'm just trying to read it off mine it looks like all his shots are from inside the box i believe or two is it two from inside the box there I can't two, inside, two inside all right so you'd assume three from outside the box then as well yeah. but what i like from him is his expected goal involvement so far has been i, mean, I don't like it but is 1.2 so Which is the highest. he's just below uh, Reese James, who has a goal on the season already. So I think this is where you look at it. Yes, Trent's on four points through three games. Yep. But the data's telling you he's creating chances. And I think that when you compare his expected goal involvement of 1.2 to Kieran Trippier's 0.3, that's a massive shift, but then you're talking a difference of 16 points overall. Because the clean sheets help too, obviously, for defenders. Two that's... clean sheets for Trippier. Yeah. And that his free kick was just a weldie. Yeah, but the two clean sheets gives you an extra eight points. So mm. double of those points are coming from two clean sheets for Trippier too. So that that's one thing to consider. Yeah. You know, whether we think Liverpool are going to keep any clean sheets in the near future is a different story. But when you're looking at the attacking data, in particular of Trent, what else I found interesting was that Robbo's had one shot and has the exact same XG as Trent. The expected assist is a lot lower, though. So 0.16 versus 1.1. And the expected goal involvement is quite lower. So if you're going to keep one, the data's telling you keep Trent, which hurts my soul because I really want to keep Robbo because he's looked dangerous. But the data's also not there to support Robbo. So... What have you guys noticed um, in comparing some of the data between top and bottom defenders? I think it's not a data thing. It's an eye test thing uh, from eye value, sorry. Uh, Trent's downfall hasn't been Trent. It's been his attackers. Yeah. Missing sitters. Especially the uh, Bobby missed a sitter today too. Bobby missed a sitter. Nunes blazes that uh, volley over the bar. I think Trent's downfall has been his attackers. Similar missed the cutback in the Palace game that he put past the post as well from Trent. Um, I think something that I like from the statistic point of view, which I look at and I can see, is the difference in expected points versus actual points for Trent and especially for you know for Robertson as well are quite low. Then if you look at James and Cancelo, who are the other two premium defenders that you think of, you think of the the ultimate premium four before the season, it's Robbo, Trent, James, Cancelo. Um, you look at Trent and Robertson, well under their expected points of 10 and 7, or 10 and 8, oh, apologies, and they've both got four. Where if you look at the expected points for Cancelo, it's 11.37, and with a donut, he's on 18. And with a 11.78, James is on 15, and he what, got one. one point this week. Yeah. So, zero, zero. 
yeah, yeah with with that being said, and then knowing what the data was last year, premium defenders historically have always outperformed the ex- expected points, and hence why there's always been so much value at big at the back. Because they get so many points for when those assists do come through. When, you know, Salah has a day and he puts two on the back of the net for two trend assists. Or, you know, even Cancelo in previous games, or James for the goal. You know, you get so much extra value in that. And I think it's good to see that statistical data of the expected points for two of the big premium four. Not the data's there for Trent especially, but no point return. And then if you look at Cancelo and James, their data's been there. They've had bad weeks and they're still overperforming their expected points because the premium defenders, when they do marry up with their stats, outscore their expected points. Yeah. Anything to add there, Dom? Pretty bang on, but the whole big at the back thing, it's really gone down the you-know-what, hasn't it? Well, it's about getting the right ones. That's the thing. So when you're looking at... So I've got Perisic's data here as well. So through 111 minutes, no goals, two assists, no shots, which has been interesting. So his XG is actually quite low, 0.02. Expected assist, though, through 111 minutes is 0.9. So he's well exceeded that with two assists. Um, But then also got 17 points with, with minimal minutes. So I feel like... There's premium defense, but then there's just getting good defenders as well. So, you know, Saliba, Shah, I'd say, yeah, okay, I can understand. They're the anomalies, but we all said Trippier is good yep. enough. Just are oh, the fixtures good enough? We knew the fixtures were tough, and Newcastle was showing that they're fine with the fixtures. Zinchenko was someone who was in everyone's teams in and out in the start of the season, just didn't know the role. Veltman's come out of nowhere, but Brighton are always good defensive. This is the 10. This is the top 10 now. Perisic, Emerson Royale, Eric Dyer. So there's three Spurs defenders and then Gabriel. So it's not like it's too crazy. I've seen Gabriel in a lot of people's teams as well, being a nailed Arsenal defender. But maybe we don't. Yep. And maybe it's, have we gone too heavy at the back? Yeah. Here's my question. Uh, If carrying three of Trent, Cancelo and Robertson... Do you save a million? Do you go get Reese James, who's outperforming his data, but his roles a bit iffy? Or do you, you know, I haven't got the rest of the data in front of me, but I can just sort of see some names on the screen. If we, or if we look at the top 10, do you turn a Robertson into a Perisic? Now, the main concern I've got for that turns into minutes. Minutes, yeah. But when you're talking 17 points versus four, you run the risk. So my big question mark on that top five right now is Robertson. Because two games in a row, when Liverpool have been chasing the game, he's been the one to get hoofed for Simikas to get fresh legs on that left-hand side. That is a huge concern for me as an owner. I haven't made that move yet because I'm scared to it take it. was only him. in the 85th minute this morning. Yeah, but last week it was earlier. Well, it did look like Palace. getting sent off, though, against Palace. Fair point, but... He was on a card, wasn't he? He was yeah. on a card. And we're already a man down. But this is the concern. So obviously they got Bour- we've got Bournemouth this week and Fulham or something the week after. Oh, not Fulham. We've got someone else easy the week after. Uh, From memory. I can't remember. Anyway, it is what it is. Newcastle wouldn't say it's oh, easy. That's not, easy. Oh, that's not easy, no. Yeah. And then that's, that's the, the midweek game there. as well. Yeah. So my thoughts are, do you start looking at downgrading one of your sevens? Data tells you keep Trent. Who's seven and a half anyway? Cancelo's the highest performing premium defender. 
you know, do you make do you make weight there with Robertson? I'm I'm sick of using transfers because I feel like I want to stockpile them, and I've had other issues to deal with, and that's my issue. So as a manager of Robertson, I'm really I'm literally on the fence. I, I backed yeah. him, backed him, backed him. Same. But I've got a big decision to make, and I don't. The the, the issue is, do I take the four? If I look at a, I haven't taken a hit yet. I had a dreadful week this week already, as it was. Is four yeah, points week. exactly? But is four points that's really going to hurt that much? That's that's the thought process I'm having. The issue I have is the Bournemouth fixtures just too good. So that's that's my issue. I'm in the same boat. I honestly want to ride it and see. I'm at the point now where Trippy is probably a start against Liverpool because Newcastle's defence is bloody good, and if they're going to score, it's probably going to be a counter attack or a set piece. So Trippy is probably in the goals, and I think we've undersold him, Dom. What was that? Mm. For anything, a free kicker on the box. Yeah, exactly. So I reckon we've undersold his ability to start the majority of games after. Oh yeah, proved it this week. Yeah. So anyway, that's the defenders. I feel like the defenders is probably the bigger point because a lot of people have gone and backed premium defenders. Now, it's high. We we say all the time, high risk, high reward. If you yeah. back guys like Veltman, if you back guys like Zinchenko and Emerson Royale, right now, I feel like it's chasing points, but they've got the points on the board. So you got to kind of go with the two and froze. If I pull up the data here, so sorry, I don't think you guys are going to be able to see this, but actually, I don't need to pull it up because I've got it in front of me. What am I doing? So if I... I don't have the premiums. Sorry. I need the premiums. I will switch to that view. So sorry that there's no faces in front of this. But for the That's premium tough. view, we've got Trent on four points, Cancelo on 18, Robertson on four, Van Dyke on four, James on 15. So then there's Ruben Diaz at six mil yep. on 13 points. Now you're obviously looking at... I was going to see if they're defending. Oh, there's defending stats here. Here we go. I should have done this before. Here we go. So clean sheets... Um, no, we want price. Here we go. Now we're there. Now, can you guys see this on our chat? Yeah. All right, cool. Yep. So Trent has five goals conceded. Um, I don't really care about the tackles, but oh, but you lose all the other data. Right, anyway. That's okay. I've so, got it here. So clean sheets across the board, really. So the only team in this window that haven't kept one clean sheet is bloody Liverpool. Yeah. So that's all we need from that. We'll go back to key stats. And you would say that, that this week should be the week they do it, but I honestly see a world where Boom, of course, and undermanned Liverpool side a lot of issues. Yeah. So when you look at this data, it's very uh, Liverpool City Chelsea. It's all it is when it comes to premium defenders now. Yeah. When you're looking at Robertson downgrade to somebody. Yep. Is it anybody on this list that is super enticing? No. I'd say there's probably one. That list that you're on now, yes. I would have said Reese James is a potential Dom, but I want to see his role. What do you reckon him moving forward? If you're wild in this week, I think you get rid of him. Get rid of James. Get rid of James. But I don't. I don't know. It's because we don't know the role. Tuchel takes out the takes out of the game. If he sees, wow, that we lost something with. Um, Reason not playing right wing back, he'll probably be a lock at right wing back for the rest of the year, and then you want him in your team. It's just the un- uncertainty. Yeah, that's fair. You know, 
So I think if you've got Robertson in your team and you are gun ho on him coming out of your team, leave him for this week. I would leave him for this week as well. It's born. And it, and if Liverpool concede, that's when you just say, you know what, not for me. Yeah, you've ridden it for if a month. If they're conceding at home to Bournemouth <laughs> and he's blanking, yeah, then you know what you just say. And you've rode yeah, it fair enough. And and you've rode him for yeah. Fulham, Palace, Man United. I, and Bournemouth, yeah. you can't yeah. say you didn't give it a fair crack no. at that point. And then, yeah, but then if you transfer him out, it's so when you transfer him, so let's say you transfer him out and he clean sheet and a return, ten points. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if and if you transfer him out and he blanks, even better. Beauty. Oh, why is that so you just keep him in your team. It's annoying. Um, yeah. So anything else that you guys want to add on about our defenders before we make a move into some of the midfielders? Because this is where it gets juicy. Get um, an Arsenal one in. What was that? I think... Get an yeah. Arsenal defender in. Yeah. Oh. I don't know who, though. That's the problem. Ben White. If you're on a 4.5, Ben White. I'm thinking more the fact that... I'm almost tempted by Saliba, though. You're not taking him if out. If you were going to get an Arsenal defender, you should have got him in from the start. So I think now, the, by this stage, you've made your bed. You've got to lay in it. You can't go to it because I think their fixtures, you know, is starting to get worse for every progressive game week. You get Fulham, who can score against them. Villa, the only thing they can do is go forward. You then get United, who looked good against Liverpool this morning and who knows what rocks up. Everton, Everton obviously, in game week seven, you, you accept as a clean sheet. And then they get Brentford, who's got Tony. So in their next four... You've got yes. three sides that can attack, that can't really defend. They're three good games for Jesus and Martinelli and Saka, but I don't think they're three good games for defenders. And we saw it against Leicester as well. Like Arsenal yeah. are going to be willing to score, but they may have mistakes in them if teams that are a bit solid. But look, I think if you're going to go any Arsenal, you almost go Ramsdale. Um, yeah, he's the safest one. Out there. Damn, he said yesterday, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. And... All right. Damo, you had a point as well? Yeah, I was going to say, if you're thinking about getting out a defender, remember that the fixtures incoming play a lot. Don't just go get a defender for one game week because then you're never going to have a nailed on defender. Look at a three, four game week fixture like I just did there with an Arsenal player. That's why if you're going to go for Robertson the Trippier, which I'm thinking of, make sure you have another defender that has a good stretch of game weeks you can rotate in because Trippier does get a couple of difficult fixtures. Um, I think he's Liverpool just unplayable. He's, he's just playable in every fixture at the moment because of his set-piece ability. And that's the reason I'm thinking of taking an Eguity 4 and taking Robertson out before Bournemouth, which makes me feel... It, it, every, do it next week. Every, every FPL manager in you know vibe inside me says, don't do it. But I'm like, if I do it this game week, there is a larger chance I can see Trippi outscoring Robertson this week because I think we can see the Bournemouth. So. <laughs> I don't know. I think don't know about that. At home. I think so. Pressure's on. Few extra numbers back in the squad this week as well. Uh, six foot, six foot six. Kiefer Moore bringing players into the games. We're not going to cope. <laughs> well, it might be Solanke up front, but you never know. All right. So, defender chat. I think if you're targeting anyone, Perisic. You, you are targeting probably Perisic. I don't know. Perisic. I still feel iffy. I don't know what it is, but you know what? I'm thinking about a wild card. If I'm wild carding, I'm looking at Davinson Sanchez at four point four. Christian Romero is still out three to four weeks, they reckon. Yeah. There's your lots of clean sheets, and they've got a good run. If Brighton you need defenders. money elsewhere. Brighton. Yeah, defense. Brighton. I'd go after Dunk. a 4.5 at Brighton ahead of Sanchez, though. Dunk, Dunk is nailed. So is Veltman. Veltman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Take your pick. Dunk, dunk Veltman. Their I like new Veltman. Left can... and, their new left-back signing in this Bientana or whatever his name is. He played, yeah, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah. He, he's he's gonna, is he in the game yet? No. Yeah, of course he is. Should be. Oh, no, he's in the game. Sorry, I thought you said, has he had a game yet? Yeah, he played on the week and came off the bench. Oh, doesn't count. He is a 4.5 defender. Oh, yeah, that's he, dirty. He's going to he's gonna be... He, you got to remember, he's so going to be nailed though. on. They're all 4.5, though. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they're all 4.5. Yeah. I think he's going to be more nailed on because it allows Trussler to play in behind the striker again. Yeah. And you saw Trussler on the weekend when he came on and Trussler went into the hole. The first thing Trussler did was score. Yeah, Trossard needs to be there. And we need to start yeah. talking about him as a midfield option at six and a half too. But oh, look, look, it's well it's well back, well back well back Trossard and Gross and with this uh, <laughs> other guy at the left uh, left back that I can't say his name of, but yeah. Yeah, all right. What was that, Dom? Uh I'll put one out there. If you're in a wild card and you want your four defender, Emerson from Chelsea is about to transfer to West Ham. Yeah, I've heard that. That's a good shout. Four point defender. They're paying fifteen million for him. Yeah, just Once they fi- come good again, fill a spot. You'll remember this. The issue yeah. there is Creswell, though, too. If they go to a three at the back, Creswell left wing, left centre left back. Left centre Emerson's, back. Yeah. Emerson's a left wing back by trade. Big potential. Bit of a risk, though, my, if you're going to do it this week, though. My, my words, he's going to be my 4.0 spot because I've got four playing defenders. Yep, fair enough. I All like right, it. let's transition into the midfield. Where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start on how our premium midfielders are going or how the top performers are going? Should we go by ours? Where was that? Should we go by our, what ours did? Is that what you're saying? Well, more so the data, but at my premium was Salah, who Same. saved the day um, with a, a late goal. And Damo, you're in the same boat. I think we all only got yep. Salah. So let's start with the premiums because let's start with the negative data. Let's get rid of that negative energy. So on screen now is the top 10 most expensive players. So I've got Salah here at 13 million, yep. 270 minutes, two goals, yep. expected 17.4 points, has scored 22. Yep. Has an assist, has eight, it's had eight shots, which is surprising because we've kind of struggled to create chances. He's had a 1.1 XG with a 2.3 goal involvement. So across the board from the midfielders, his data is pretty rock solid still for 13 million. You probably could have gotten away with splitting him into yep. some smaller guys. That, like That's been a viable option. He hasn't come out and really dominated. But to be fair, not one premium across any line has dominated yet so that's where it's hurt because people have sort of done the the big and small kind of combinations they've gone the couple premiums and then the couple uh cheaper guys that i, I don't feel like that method's worked so far through three game weeks but it might prove yep. me wrong later the only other person that's really got comparable data is kdb so uh, he's had one goal and three assists expected 21.5 with 25 total points he's had nine shots yeah, that is the crazy. stat that stood out to me massively. If he continues to have three shots a game, he is going to score more than one goal in three. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry, not, not sorry, not three shots. A, oh, yeah, he's having three shots a game. What am I talking about? He's having three shots a game. Yeah. So he's got an XG right now of point nine seven, which is quite low, given that he's had nine shots. 
and he has scored one of them. So it sounds like he must be... I can't read it on my screen, but you guys might have a bit bigger than I do. How many yeah, of okay. his shots have been inside the box? I think it's four. Oh, four. Four and four. So that's actually a pretty good um, split there for De Bruyne. So he is someone who I'm going to openly say I am targeting over the next three weeks to get in to my team. I can't do it no, because be. I need some moves. And that's why I don't want to... This week, I've had things to do. So if I'm taking a hit, it has to be this week because everything I do for the next couple of weeks is preparing for me to get De Bruyne in around the wildcard time and ride him throughout to the World Cup regardless. Yeah. So I want him in just before. I know they get, I think, Spurs the week of week eight. But I reckon I can get him in the week before, which is game week seven, if I play my cards right. So, which is so like West Game Ham. week seven is Spurs. You can game oh. week eight, he has Wolves. Sorry, that's right. Get, get him in for Spurs. Though. So you go Spurs home, Wolves away, Man United at home. And that's what you want. Yeah. Play I'll, big teams at home. I want him for that run of games there in game week seven. So I've got to start thinking. So where's he? He's fixture proof. He is fixture proof. You are correct. I only think. I will only, the only thing I will say about that is yet again you're then targeting him for a game against United, which obviously you don't know what United's going to rock up. You're targeting him then for a run against Liverpool, Arsenal, a very good Brighton defence. He's just that good. He's that good. I get that, and I know he's fixture proof. But you're telling me during that run of fixtures, you know, an eight point five midfielder like that actually Madison's got the fixtures. I think at eight mil. Oh, I'd man- want De Bruyne. I'd hey rather man, have De Bruyne and a Wilson or De Bruyne and Mitrovic by then than Haaland yeah. and a six midfielder. That's how I'm comparing it. Yeah, which is fair. And I, I've, I've toyed with that idea as well. Yeah, so that's where I'm thinking real long-term. And then looking at this data tonight... Does that mean you're taking salary out for De Bruyne? No, no. So I'm moving the money from Haaland to oh, De Bruyne yeah. and I'm turning Smart. one of those... Um, What's it called? Well, the Hallen down. So Hallen goes down to a six something forward, yeah. and then De Bruyne with money in the bank goes up from one of from probably from Martinelli at that point, because I reckon with some European football and whatnot, I don't think Arsenal's depth is fantastic. Yeah, if, I'm looking at getting him out in game week ten. So if my other midfielder that's come in starts to fizzle out, who I'll reveal on Friday, then I've got an easy option up as well. So yeah, I've got a way there. I've I've got it in my head, but I yep. need to make some money in the next week or so, which is why Robbo is really important to this. If I go Robbo to Perisic, I get this done really easily and in two game weeks, or I can take a hit to get it done if I really need to. Which so is fair. I'm in a position, and I can get it done quicker as well. Which, if I chase fixtures, I could do. Anyway, I don't want to keep talking about my team because we don't want to talk about data. But De Bruyne's data is looking bloody good, and that. I never would have thought I'd be saying it this early in the season. I really thought Haaland was just going to hit the ground running. It didn't matter what was happening. We haven't looked at Haaland's data, but I've got one wrong here. And what's funny is their points, I think they're one apart. They are. They are one point apart overall in the season. But everything here, bar... I mean, Haaland's had 11 shots and De Bruyne's had nine. Everything else tells you De Bruyne should be doing better. That's the scary yeah. bit. And he gets extra points for goals. And and, yeah. clean, and he gets the odd clean sheet point here and there too. Yeah, which is why midfielders are so worth their weight in gold, the premiums. Yeah. So 
those two premiums are probably the only premiums in the game with Cancelo that are actually doing their job. <laughs> and I'm just going to mention it. Salah's got those stats playing in a Liverpool side that's got no form. There's ever been a statistical look at why he's worth 13 mil. Imagine if he was in A, himself in clinical form and B, Liverpool in top gear. Yeah. So He's justifying why you pay the money for him. Yeah, he, he doesn't matter what he does. He always finds a way to, to get fantasy points. He just morphs into fantasy points. So if you could somehow have both in your squad, that's huge. Yeah. And I think Dom and I, we've been talking about that a while now, haven't we, about trying to somehow get yeah. De Bruyne in. Yeah. The easiest way that's to do it one, is to wildcard. That's the one what if. That's the one what if. Like, if you could go back in time. And that's what... Bruyne over Haaland. I'm not going to lie. Whatever you did. I've genuinely contemplated wildcarding this week just to get that shape that I really want. I it sounds silly. He's a set and forget. He's fixture-proof. To have He's Salah... Durable. To have something of the lines of Salah, De Bruyne, Martinelli, Tony, Jesus, Mitrovic just screams to me, or Wilson, or Welbeck. It's one, It's literally that that one move. Or have a Rodrigo in there as well. Instead, you know, if you can work it and, fix, and, may, and go away from the premium defenders for a little bit. Because... No one, none, not one of those premium defenders make me feel comfortable. Other than Cancelo, if I was to, if I had to make money, Cancelo's the only one at the moment that I feel comfortable holding. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna say get Trent out before Bournemouth, but yeah. No, but if uh, you'd take one of them out, you'd take Robbo. I mean, Robbo's oh, yeah, eight percent owned. You know, like it's crazy, but if it meant getting De Bruyne in, it will probably go down again. What was that, Dom? Yeah, I thought touching on that, the Liverpool boys are going down. Trent's going down, one hundred thousand percent. I reckon this week, yeah, probably. He um, is transferred out by two hundred and twenty-eight thousand managers already. That almost makes me want to just pull the trigger on the wild card, to be honest. Him and Robbo, Robbo go down again. Well, I don't want to do it without thinking about it properly, but Trent's targets are negative. The only thing Trent's Robert's targets are negative fifty-two percent. Nah, Robertson won't go down. Robert, just checking, just checking. No, he won't. He's he went down last week, right though. Now. He had a big yeah. exodus last week. Yeah, he won't go down this week. Anyway, so other premium mids, Sun, Sterling, Fernandez, all have been dreadful. <laughs> just to yep. put it lightly, the, the, the data's been in front of you guys for like five minutes, but I'll, I'll just brush over it. The one thing that Sun's got for him, he's played only 245 minutes. So he's played the least amount of minutes out of the top five priced midfielders, but he's also had nine shots. So that's a real positive. For, for Sun, um, he's had an XG of 1.05. An X, the one that's got me is the assist. He's only got a 0.45 for his assists through three games. So it looks like the role's changed a bit. It looks like for the eye test for me with Harry Kane is he's dropping in really deep. Like he is getting real involved in the link up. And then they're sending Kulisevsky and they're sending Sun. So they kind of emulate a bit of Liverpool with the wingers, and then that allows the wing backs to really support. Are you guys seeing the similar thing that I'm seeing there? That, yeah, I agree. That didn't surprise me about his X, XA numbers. Um, but then he's got 10 points on the season, expected 15. You know, the Southampton game could have been one where he grabbed a bit more. Chelsea, I didn't think he did much, did he, Dom? Who? Son, James pocketed him, eh? James well and truly pocketed him, but that won't happen every week. Yeah. 
And then really, we didn't actually notice him much against Wolves, did we? Wolves, Wolves did unreal though. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. So that's fair. And then Sterling, unlucky, he had the goal offside this week as well, which would put him one new up, I think, at the time. What uh, do you think of Sterling, Dom, being a Chelsea uh, fan so far? Wouldn't touch Chelsea players. They're a bit on the shot. Give him a month or so. I, w- I watched the game, and I thought him, he got into some really good areas. And the same with Cucurella, who I know he's not a defender we spoke about, but I, between, I thought between him and Cucurella, there was returns to be had. They were just a bit unlucky on the day. I feel like, obviously, Cucurella yeah. set up, sets up Sterling for the offside goal. Cucurella is getting in that high advanced area. It's creating space some good for Sterling. Yeah, creating space for Sterling to get, pick the ball up and actually drive inside because the defender has to worry about Cucurella overlapping. Mm. And, no, I, I really, yeah. and obviously, Sterling had that one shot. He tried to go far corner that went just past the post that Neil knew as well. Mm. I will say, in my plans at the minute, I've actually got Sterling in for a two-game week punt. Not yet but it's coming up. Don't mind it. When's that? Uh, good question. I got it right here. Give me two clicks of a button. I'll let you know. It just it depends on his role up. for me, whether he plays give, central. Give a month. Game, week, game week six and game week seven. You got West Ham, I believe, at home, then Fulham away. Yeah, don't mind that. Two and I'm, I'm good for those two. And then he's out for, I believe, in my plan, Tottenham. Madison in game week uh Game week eight play Liverpool for, in game week eight. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's out for then Bowen, who's another punt to get get me to my wild card. Yeah, I don't mind that. Bad. Yeah, yeah, because then I get Bowen for Everton, Wolves, Fulham, and then he becomes part of the midfield. Town looked dreadful. They still haven't scored a goal. Yeah, but I think by that stage I would have figured out what's going on, and Bowen's going to get going. Well, there's yeah, a plethora of eight mil mids anyway at that point anyway yeah, that you can yeah. Bowen's eight point oh, yeah. four mid. Yeah, yeah he started eight, but he's got. Yeah, he's going to probably drop down in price and I'm just going to pick him up for Everton, Wolves and Fulham and be like, hello. Yeah, good point. All right, let's get back to the positives. So let's look at some of the midfielders that have been overperforming at the moment. Yes, let's do it. And let me just switch it around for you guys so you can see what I want you to see. So there we go. Let's start with number one man, Rodrigo. At 6.3 million with four goals in three games. Bloody hell. Top goal scorer in the league at the moment through three games. Expected 22.7. He's on 35 points at the moment. Shout out JS. Called it at the start of the season, but didn't back his own prediction. So he got he got him in this week for 13, but uh, one assist, which he got on the weekend against Chelsea, I believe. Um, yep. 13 shots, though. It's unbelievable. From, that is correct. He's playing up front in a team that's creating a lot of chances. Part of that is he's dragging Aronson and Jack Harrison with him at the moment um, because they're the ones creating the chances for him. So leads attack, in essence, very good fixtures. If you're going to go any of Rodrigo, if you can get to Rodrigo, I think the goal factor is just too big at the moment to miss out on. But if you're desperate, Jack Harrison, who's number four on the list at the moment at 6 million, if you just can't get to Rodrigo, Jack Harrison's probably just as dangerous. It's funny yep. when you look at the expected assist numbers, he's only got 1.67 through three assists. So that's a surprising stat for me that he's only expected so far to have one, just over one and a half assists. He's got three. So he's overperforming that quite a lot. Uh, one of them is where I think he knows nothing about it. It hits his back of his heel and falls to Rodrigo. Oh, and yeah. One. I forgot about that. And okay, so I don't think... Been- I think they gave him point one or point two of an assist for that, and obviously right. gets an assist. So okay, fair enough. Yeah, 
And then out so of that, yeah. there's Gross, who everyone's spoken about, and Martinelli. So the, the top five midfielders, really, when you're looking at Rodrigo De Bruyne, no one expected Rodrigo. No one expected Jack Harrison. Gross, I feel like he's someone that gets spoken about for a period of time every year, but doesn't maintain that momentum. It's just that the momentum's right now in the start of the season. But out of those midfielders there, I think if you didn't start with Martinelli uh, and you haven't got him by now, you've missed the boat big time. De Bruyne. I just keep coming back to Buddy De Bruyne and it's going to make me want him this week because they've got Crystal Palace and then Forest. Yeah. And De Bruyne's the type of player that doesn't matter. He'll start... If he's going to get rotated, he's going to come off early. But I don't see him not playing in the midfield three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if Bernardo does leave. Not, Bernardo's not going. Yeah, I think they don't want to sell now. No, he's not going. He started on the weekend. You wouldn't sell a player. No. Yeah, okay. But Fair enough. I will say that out of those midfielders... And you look at the stats, De Bruyne's obviously as a premium is performing very well against those stats. Is there maybe something to be said that if you can rotate the fixtures between a Harrison, a Gross, or a Rodrigo, with and then you De Bruyne. Play, with a De Bruyne or a Salah, depending on which way you go with it. Oh man, imagine just having that the extra is, midfielder on your bench just to cover in yeah. case he gets rotated. Yeah, and then you're like, hello. The only problem is I think if De Bruyne doesn't start Pep Frozen on the seventieth minute, no matter what game it is anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depends if they're winning, though. It's not, five, five it's not subs. 3-0 against, I don't know, who sucks. F- five Southampton. subs. Forest. I reckon yeah. he would do it. They wouldn't even bother. No, I don't think he would. Like chucking Cole Palmer or something. <laughs> it, it's, a qu- you know? it's a question of, do you want a wild card to get the De Bruyne stats? I think I do. Stats and fixtures now? De Bruyne is worth wild you... for. Yeah, and I, I think you, wild... the way you do mm. it, I reckon, is you take the money out of your defence and you just cover yourself with the off fixtures with another midfielder and leave them as your sub one. So you play do like... Do you have an Andreas Pereira then on the bench? Oh, 100% the you do. Well. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how they rotate the fixtures, but I think end of the day, I don't I don't know. You can only start five at any given time. And to be fair, if you could get... You could have six or seven, 4.5 to six midfielders and perform well. You could. Yeah, I'd still want Salah and De Bruyne in the same team, though. I, I would too, obviously, but it makes it very hard everywhere else. I think the defense is where you cut the bullet. I'm carrying a lot of money. Well, we're both carrying a lot of money in defense right so now. So if you're wildcarding in this week, I'll put it to you, Paul. You're cutting Trent and you're cutting Robertson out against Bournemouth so you can go Cancelo and a few of the cheaper ones to fund that midfield. Uh, it's, that's that's the thing. Cause nah, I feel I'm probably that. cutting Trippier. Um... Ooh, at five to keep Trent. That's the call, though. That's that's huge, that. Because obviously you can't keep... I don't think you can keep Trent and Cancelo. If I had to, I'd probably double down City defense if I had to. Yeah, I would too. I'd Cancelo I Walker at this stage, probably. Cancelo Diaz and save a mil 1.5 that way. But I, I reckon you go Cancelo Edison more nailed, but... Yeah, I don't mind that. It's a shout. Yeah, 5.5. Going to get six points from Edison every game, right? And then it's literally going to be those fives and five fives. So it'll be Perisic coming in. Cancelo, Perisic, Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth, Brighton defender. You know, like we can talk wildcard strategy forever, but that's the way I'd go about it. I think you just got to get value in the defense until the World Cup now. Fic- run the fixtures, run the Brentford guys as well. Pray for attacking returns more than clean sheets. 
and go from there. So let's move on to the strikers. I don't think this is going to be as um, in-depth in with the strikers because the data is okay, but kind of no one really jumped out to me. Let's go with the top price forward to start with. Erling Haaland, 24 points overall. Not bad. Probably would have expected him to maybe get... I mean, 30 is pretty generous, but... Well, not generous. Harsh, I should say, but I was expecting at least a two-goal at some point in this first three. And the minutes have concerned me at 2.42 already. And Pep's come out saying that he's going to rotate him. That's where I'm worried. I'm worried already. Three weeks yeah, in. Uh, uh, Talk yeah. us through when it, you, Dom. When your manager, when your manager says that. Three weeks into three the season. In eight, three games in eight days coming up, and they're easy fixtures. Like, if you knew he was starting all three of those. Yeah. So those games are Palace, Forest, Villa. That's why I want De Bruyne for those. Oh. That's why I really want De Bruyne. Alvarez, I think, starts against Forest. I think this week, <laughs> Saturday, he'll go Erling Haaland again, but Forrest at home... For like home, 65 minutes if they're winning. He's going to go Alvarez start. I just think the writing's on the wall. Damo, what I do you think? Yeah. I agree. That I, I want... If The thing is, I've got Haaland currently. If I don't wildcard now, I'm going to captain him for that game, and I can see a world where he gets rotated, but he's too good to not captain in that game. And if he comes on and doesn't start, comes on the seventh minute, he could still score two in 20. But that I'm literally in my plans. I'm planning to not wildcard a game week twelve, and I am planning in that game week after, which is game week I think six or seven after they play Forest to actually move off the City Foden Harlan that I've got to uh, the Sterling punt with Ivan Tony. Okay, but I am tempted to wildcard this week as well for the above mentioned reasons. Yeah, and I think it's. Just security. We've made a bit of money on him. We get the point one out of him because he's 11-7 at the moment and maybe just take it and run. Harry Kane. So, Dom, another one that you started with. So, 16 points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Being underwhelming. Um, again, yeah. premium players not doing it. The underlying yeah, thought, data, though, is not yeah. as bad as it looks, which is nice. Yeah, but the eye test. Failed the eye test. He drops in deep. He's almost playing as a 10. And then Kulosevsky and Son are getting Son the... come in as both those nines. Which I like, but not for FPL. Yep, I'd have to agree. It's good for the actual just, yeah. game plan, but yeah. not what we want to see. Drop in Paris, uh, the two wide uh, Sun and oh. Kulusevski come in as nines. The wing backs play as the wingers, and then Kane's almost like a ten. Arriving makes great football, but not great FPL. And his data kind of really, he's kind of just hit the expected. He's a bit under his expected points, but two point zero eight goals, one point three two assists. And then 3.4 gold involvements. He's not far off that anyway. So it's kind of, yeah, what they're expecting. He hasn't gone and smashed it home yet. He's obviously had the hard fixture against Chelsea where he got a return. But then it drops off massively for the premium forwards. You've got Ronaldo, Vardy, and Darwin Nunes. Obviously, Darwin with the suspension involved. He's only played one and a bit games. Impressive for Darwin, though. He's had nine shots in a game in 60 minutes. Yeah. That's big. And maybe that's an option if you're wildcarding this week. It's an option in a few weeks' time when he comes back. But other than that, you got Ronaldo Vardy. You wouldn't go near either of them just yet, especially with Ronaldo getting five minutes uh, last night. Um, definitely not ideal, but I kind of liked him as a differential, but the way Rashford played, 
in that number nine role. Ten Hag would be silly not to run Rashford in there. And I feel sorry for all those owners that took Rashford out of their midfield last week because he looked bloody unbelievable this morning with the runs he was making. If you're wildcarding, do you bring Rashford back in? Not with the fixtures. Put that to you. Not, not just yet. But, I want to see a bit more. Uh, exactly. I'd want to see it for another two weeks in that role. If it's that same um, role. If it's... Did he play as a nine? He did, didn't he? He played nine until Martial came on and he went left. Martial at seven mil could Martial be a shout. injury, though. Coming back from injury, yet, yeah, but... Yeah, like I said, give it a couple of weeks. And if Ronaldo leaves... 100% one of them comes in. One of them comes in, yeah. And once their fixtures open up a bit. And Rashford at 6'5", even off the left wing, would still be fine, I think. Potentially. Agreed. Anyway, so that's the, the top Agreed. forwards. The the um, highest scoring forwards, Ivan Tony, my boy. If I wildcard this week, he stays in my team. Fixtures are just too good. Damn it, Jesus. Underlying stats for Tony are really bad, though. So 18 expected points has 25. Scored two, got two assists from five shots. So... Uh, he had two goals disallowed last week as well. So, could have been a real big return from Ivan Tony. But 1.2 XG on a two. 1.18 expected assists on two. And 2.5 goal involvement expected on four. So, he's someone who goes against my grain of data. But the fixtures that are coming up are just too juicy for Ivan Tony. So, I'd love to see the involvement up a little bit from an expected perspective, but yep. um, he's someone who does create a lot for the team. And then he, a lot of his goals are approaching the six yard box, tap ins. That's what he's like, but he gets involved in the build up too. So he's not the type to just pull one out of his butt from 15 yards out edge of the box and just smash it. But you know, he has a role. Hey Zeus at 257 minutes, Two goals, three assists, 10 shots. What more to say? Expected three involvements has five. And really, he was that close for it to a goal on the weekend with an offside. Um, and he's looking really good. So if you've got Jesus, awesome. If you don't have Jesus, find a way to get Jesus because he's about 80% owned at the moment. And yeah, I captained him. What are you doing? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, if you don't have him, what are you doing? Yeah, you got to yeah. have him. At this uh, point, you got to have him. Erling Haaland, we've spoken you. about. Ollie Watkins. Now, Dom, do you want to have a bit of a chat about our boy Ollie Watkins? He comes in as the fourth highest scoring or equal fourth highest scoring midfielder, uh, midfielder forward. I know we've spoken about him a bit. Not yet. Not he yet. West Ham, Arsenal, Man City, Leicester. He's a very tough yeah. run. Next. It's a tough oh, run. Don't. Then and he goes Southampton, Leeds, Forest. And he's overperforming his data a little bit. So he's one goal, two assists from four shots. With a 0.94 XG, 0.62 expected assists, and 1.6 goal involvement. So he's well overperforming the data, but so he, he's played all three games. He's played 204 minutes. I just don't like Villa at the moment as well. I just don't know what they're settled on. Who's where? Is Bailey up front? Is it Watkins and Ings? What's going on with Ings? Bit of, a shot, yeah. bit, bit of everything. Is it Buendia? Is it going to be Coutinho when he's back? You know, there's just so much to play out there, so I'd go away from him. And the last forward, Damo, you must be kicking yourself because you talk about this guy so much whenever Fulham are in the Premier League. Yeah. Mitro, 18 points, tied for fourth highest, came in at 6.5 up to 6.6. Yep. 269 minutes, so he's just come off for one minute. 
probably a game uh, was a, a time-wasting sub on the weekend, I think it was. 27.7 expected points, though, and you made a really good point uh, off-camera on why that was, and I'll give you that opportunity to say it in a minute. Three goals, yep. 15 shots from Mitro, though. Yeah, he's looked good. Hey, I, I'm, te- I'm very tempted. I know the fixtures are not good, yeah. but he's the type of striker that can just pop up and do it anyway. He's on penalties. Do you just potentially ride the, the wave? But if he's going to have 15 shots in three weeks against some good opposition... Do you just wear it? In. What was that, Don? I, I, one Come might on. just trickle in. You know, you could lose 4-1. Yeah. I think it's something that's tempting, but I wouldn't be getting on him till game week eight. But then you, from game week eight, you ride him to the World Cup. So you could go Danny Welbeck from now to eight. Yeah. And that's then what go I'm sideways. If I was the wild card, I would Welbeck till game week eight and then go sideways to Mitra. That's a good shout because Brighton's fixtures are pretty good too. And I mean, he hasn't looked like scoring though, has he? Welbeck. I haven't actually looked yeah, at his but data, but. His, his data's pretty decent. Up to game week eight, he has Palace, and it's a great switch because the well, um, Brighton have Liverpool, and then you get the Mitrovic run of fixtures. I will say that, you know, um, Brighton have some unreal fixtures at the minute. So it's right. always yeah. nice to Just on, looking but, yeah. at Danny Welbeck's data here. So. Oh, sorry, I'll just read it out to you guys. So three games, 269 minutes. He had six shots, five of them inside the box. Yep. But with a XG of 0.17, so real low XG for six shots and five inside the box. 50, what's he got? A 0.9 expected uh, goal involvement with two assists, but a 0.7 at the moment and 14 points overall. So not bad from Danny Welbeck, but with fixtures getting sort of better, real potential to uh, start seeing some goal returns there. If he's going to have bloody five shots in the box in three weeks, eventually he's going to start netting a few of them. And between Gross, Trossard, the fullbacks all getting involved, I think Danny Welbeck could be a real viable option there at 6.5 long term. I agree. Didn't think I'd say that. So at the moment, let's get a bit of a uh, around the table if you, what's a percentage chance of you guys wildcarding this week? We'll start up above me, Damo. I'm currently trying to build a wildcard on the Fantasy Premier League website, so that's my answer. I could tell you were. I'm I've probably 65, 35 in favour of doing it. Same. After I've already made a transfer this week, but I think that'll just get wiped out anyway. Yeah, it does, yeah. because as long as you didn't take a hit, you're fine. I haven't taken a hit. Then I'm a hawk. I've already wildcarded. So. After last week, where we were Dom and I were pretty uh, strong on not pulling the trigger, I think we all three of us may potentially wildcard. So that could make Friday an interesting discussion um, around what we've done because I think there's going to be some similarities if we all do wildcard this week, but there's definitely been some things we haven't all agreed on, uh, which will make it a pretty fun stream episode, which we'll do Friday night our time so we've got a few questions but i think is there anything else data wise you guys want to bring up anyone that's caught your eye someone you thought oh the data might not be there but the eye test is there someone stood out yeah there is actually go for it crystal crystal palace zaha and eze if we could i love zaha i've been on these guys for ages i just wanted to see the fixtures clear up that when their fixtures clear up get a palace 
Uh, Let's mid have a look. Or the, yeah, um, look, um, I will say that my one of my two options game week transfer wildcard this week or game week 12. In game week 12, the wildcard I built for game week 12 has three Brighton players, and that was Eze, Mitchell, Man and Gaeta. Well, I mean, Palace, apologies. I just want to see. So, fixture difficulty rating. I mean, if you could just get Zah, if you're wildcarding this week, yes, Crystal Palace have Man City. Yeah, not ideal, but uh, you could set your team up to have them in. Whether you start them, whether you bench them, whatever. You then get Brentford, which just could be a goal fest, to be honest. Newcastle, Man United, Brighton, Chelsea, Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. It gets good from like game week eight. But you could really ride it from next week, though. You could ride Brentford, Newcastle, Man United, Brighton. Yep. Do you just find a way to get Zaha in? He's the type of player that could score against Man City. I think we need to start thinking about Man City is not a juggernaut, space jam type team that are not going to concede goals. Yes, it might be frustrating, but if you've got midfielders and attackers against these teams, someone is going to have to put the ball in the back of the net. Trippier did it. Callum Wilson. You know what I mean? Like Sometimes the quality outweighs the opposition. Are City going to concede three every week? No, they're not. But is there possibilities that teams that are expressive and play good football, there's chances there. How many times has Andros Townsend scored against Manchester City in big, 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 big games. That's what I'd be looking at. So, and Even if they lose, you still get their attacking return, especially from your forwards. Clean sheets that matter. Exactly right. 10-2, score two. Get <laughs> and look good. Yeah, so, so that's a great shout there, Damo, uh, for Zaha. Dom, anyone else that's really stood out for you at the moment? That I'm thinking about bring in doesn't mean you have to bring him in but just someone that you've oh, got I'm looking at Ivan Tony probably yeah I mean he was mine I did everything possible and, to get him in and a, probably a Leeds a Leeds player yeah I like I'm, their run I'm leaning if you had to pick one of their three midfielders oh, if he, who would you go for just no question he's playing as a nine Bamford's nowhere near the team Damo ah uh... Depends if you want to pay the money for Rodrigo, which I think a lot of people may struggle to get. He's only six point two. Yeah, but that point two could cost you in another spot. I think then you go Harrison and just ride that train. But if you can get him in, get him in. Yeah. And then other than that, there's not really heaps of people left, is there? No, we've talked about it all. We've kind of covered it all at this point, so. I mean, that's what I'd be I'd be looking at. Someone I kind of want to keep an eye on, and we've spoken about him a few times, is uh, St. Maximin. Um, just see yeah. how creative he is. Um, someone that's probably disappointed me has been Bruno Gamares. Thank God I didn't hold him. Yeah, <laughs> six. But yeah, playing too deep. So let's get into some questions. Because we've got yep. a couple, I think. And I'm just getting the questions up now. From the Russ Bus... Will Casemiro be a good option to bring in? I am going no. You don't want defensive midfielders that are going to screen the back four. Great signing, but not for FPL. You share that same view, Damo? Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. This is a very relevant question to us right now. Who yep. is the better striker? 
Tony, yep. Wilson, or Welbeck? Rank oh, that is so hard. Give me um, all three of them. Tony first, Tony first, and then just because Wilson has got the points on the board, Wilson, but I'll believe with the fixture run, it's well back then, Wilson. Yeah, Tony's a clear number one, I think, there. Yeah, I agree. At the moment. He's got Everton at home. He's going to absolutely bully them. <laughs> yeah. Kind of Cody versus. Oh, mate. Last one, have a look. Let's go fixture tracker. So we're looking at, where are we? Game week four. And we're looking at Newcastle and Brighton. So Danny Welbeck goes Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace for the next month. Newcastle go Wolves, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth. It's actually not that. It's the Liverpool fixture. Yeah. It's just one fixture. Other than that, it's quite similar. So if I was actually picking, I'd probably just lean on Callum Wilson and go, go get me a goal at Anfield, buddy boy. Again, yeah. On penalties. Yeah. You know, if you've got, if I hold Trippier, would I go double Newcastle against Liverpool? Maybe not, but maybe I would. But I think Wilson proven is the difference there. Welbeck is yeah. looking good, but it's been a long time since he's been overly relevant in the league where Callum Wilson, when fit, just scores goals. Two in three. I don't think they had a nil-nil, didn't they, against uh, Brighton? So he's just looking like he's finding the back of the net. Another good finish uh, against Man City too. He's just quality. If you yeah. give him half a chance, he puts it away. Danny Welbeck's had five shots inside the box and hasn't scored a goal. I'm probably leaning Callum. Well, I don't know. What the, what's the price difference? Are they the same? They're both 6-5? Nah, Wilson's 7-4. Oh, Wilson seven four. Okay, there's a bit of yeah, extra he money. Went down, in he went he went down in price, okay. which I believe he's got a ride. Wilson's back up. just a clinical true number nine who takes penalties as well, takes which penalties. is big for me. I'd rather pay. I actually pay the million for the penalties, to be honest. Yeah, and he won't get rotated. Four, after, oh wait, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. After five, after the Liverpool game. Oh, done real after five, but you could actually play him against Liverpool too. Our yeah. defense is that oh. bad at the moment that a good team will put chances in there. Yeah, I agree. He just need, doesn't even need a heart, not even half a chance. Yep. All right. And then we've got HC16. I think this might be his first question in the. It is. It is. He's one, of my lads. He's one of my lads from the. Uh, Good boy. My stream. And when is the best game week to wildcard? Well, I think if you've listened to our answers, <laughs> it's relative to your team. I won't say it's this week. Yeah. If you're flying. And you don't have half your money invested in your defense that's not scoring, <laughs> then like then roll it. But uh, then don't roll it. Like roll with it. Sorry. But if you're like us and we're struggling because we're hanging on to Trent Robbo's and you know players that aren't yeah. scoring heaps, we're pulling the pin so we can spread the money more evenly. We went real big at the back and it's not really paid off. So that's kind of where we're at. Sorry, the talk for you guys, but. Are that sort of your yeah. thoughts and feelings on it at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it um, comes down to your, your team shape at the moment. And if, you, if you've if you got a similar shape like us and you're confident in riding Robbo, there's two reasons I'm wild potentially wildcarding this week. Halland slash De Bruyne and spreading the Robbo money. Two reasons. Yeah. And I that means you. more to me than trying to ride a clean sheet because I'm scared of Halland at the same time. And I had Pedro Neto. So I'm like, that's three big things that I really needed to fix yep. with one transfer. I think it's just time to reset. I gave it a crack for three weeks. 
Yes, I said I wanted to give it a month, but I've got three really yep. big concerns and I didn't think Robertson was going to be one. I knew Haaland was going to be a rotation risk and I knew Pedro Neto potentially was going to be a risk. I couldn't manage that, but I can't manage the Liverpool midfield at the moment and the defence and the issues that we've got. So that extra issue on top of my team, because then it's, then it's impacting on Trent. So I don't mind writing one of them blanking, but when it's two of them and you're putting 14 and a half million pound into them, you got to see something out of that. So sorry to just talk at you guys for 30 seconds, but no, that's right. <laughs> I, think... I think that's pretty good verbalization of the predicament. A lot of us are in. Yeah. And I think this is going to be the week where you see a lot of split from the template. Yeah. Because people are going to get sick of Liverpool players. Really? Yeah. That aren't like, if you've got Luis Diaz, you're probably thinking the same thing at the moment. He's had one return. That's someone I forgot about. Yeah, but he's had one yeah, return and he hasn't looked good. But he, oh yeah, he probably. But if he blanks again, like he has yeah, not looked good. He really it. hasn't. I think against Fulham he was okay. I'll give him that. Fulham he was okay. Yeah. Palace he was very lucky. It was a good goal, but that doesn't happen yeah, all the time. Yeah. And then he was the dreadful. Same category as Robertson, I think. Yeah. Look, yeah. I think you're going to either get a lot of people wildcard this week because they want to get on the Bruyne ASAP, and you're going to yeah. get a lot of people wildcard next week in Liverpool blank again after giving them Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. Liverpool won't blank again. Who That's knows? the thing. If you believe Liverpool won't blank again, you could then push that wild card with making two transfers in game week six or seven to game week eight, nine. And if you play cards right, from what I've planned, you can get to game week 12 if you want to be one of those that wild card late. So it just depends on how your team's set up. How brave are you to stick by your planning? Or do you want to gamble? Do you want De Bruyne? And get, on, and get De Bruyne and captain him. Do you want share? the one locked-in asset of Man City's midfield and attack? That's the you question. would imagine De Bruyne starting 90% of the matches. Just the one thing that you always worry about is, does he get rotated? I'd love to see a history of his minutes no, it's when he's not good, injured. Apart from not, when he's not been injured, it's been really good. That's so. the thing. I think he just has a spot in that team. I think the rest of the team gets built around him. I feel like Foden's probably the one there that's still locked in the most. Um, yeah, that's the only reason I went for him at 8 mil is he, out of all the minutes, he goes from the left to the right, whatever, Pep always starts him. Yeah, so that's an option, but I don't really want to go near the 8 million uh, at all. Look, that's the only thing that's keeping me from not wildcarding. I've got Foden, I've got Haaland. I can ride that and then take him out in game week six where I think they start getting rotated for Champions League, which is after Forest. But if I want De Bruyne and he's going to be nailed... It's the same dilemma as you, Paul. It's wild card or not. Yeah. All right. So I think Friday we're going to have an interesting discussion around what the hell is happening. We are. I think yeah. there's, a lot could happen. there's lot going to be game. some chips played. Well, there's a yep. chip played already on the table. Dom's gone early on it. I could be following suit. But boys, once again, thank you for your time and insights this evening. And we'll be back ready to go on Friday. Hey, lads.